Okay, I don't know how we both ended up with blue shirts, but we did. So what the heck? Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, Netflix, their new ad platform is leaving media buyers underwhelmed and we think for pretty good reason. Odyssey blows up cool in Phoenix because it's the Odyssey way. Thursday night on Amazon Prime, we'll take a look at that and the tune-in craziness with NFL and college sports. What's it mean for local sports radio? Good morning. We're back with another episode of Media Insultant. Our opinions, ideas, and comments, and even some rude comments from time to time. Hopefully for the benefit of our brethren in radio and TV, media sales, management, both those who are still in the business and those who are not in the business anymore. I'm Jackson Weaver in the Pacific Northwest in the Seattle area. And saying good morning to my co-host is Mr. Keith Samuels. Keith, how are you? Good morning from La La Land, Jackson. And yes, there might be a few of our listeners and viewers that are quiet quitting, but we won't tell who is. That's 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 nothing we would share. You're absolutely never, right. Never. Yep. Keith and I do this each Tuesday and Friday. Yep. And so today we'd like to welcome you to the Friday, October 7th episode of Media Insultant. Well, we're looking forward to forecast by Radio Inc. and RBR TVBR coming up in November in New York City at the Harvard Club. Don't give me any grief oh, about Harvard oh, Club. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, the Harvard Club is beautiful. It's a, it's a spectacular room. So yeah, It's a it's, gorgeous place. Got one of my favorite yeah. bars in the whole world. It's just amazing. Anyway, they recently announced they're interviewing uh, an interview between iHeart's Greg Ashlock and Scott Painter of Autonomy. Uh, Scott Painter was the co-founder of CarsDirect.com. was an early contributor to Tesla. He'll be discussing disruption is the result of problem solving. Sometimes I think we want to do disruption for the sake of disruption. And his point is it's about problem solving and how that applies to radio and television. Forecast is November 16th at the Harvard Club in New York. More info is on their website, radioinc.com. And Keith, let's roll into today's media insultant. I've run an admittedly oldies radio station. We called it oldies. So I'm sympathetic that Odyssey changed the branding on their cool station, which had been oldies in Phoenix, to greatest hits. Okay, I can get that oldies tends to have a, you know, a bunch of old farts driving around in 54 Mercuries. Yeah. But there's a lot more going on to what's going on at cool than just that change in branding. What's going on at cool in Phoenix and what what's Odyssey up to? Well, Odyssey's up to what they always do, which is try to find more jobs for a lot of people to do. So in any case, I think this is huge. I, you know, this is, this is a cool FM in Phoenix is, well, I don't know, call letters K-O-O-L in the hottest frickin' city in America, cool. And now they're switching it out to call it the new big 94.5. Well, it's, the call letters are still cool, but cool is not in the name. So I guess cool isn't cool anymore in Phoenix? Oh, no, no, because it's only been cool for 50 freaking years, Jackson. I mean, come on. But you know what? When you bring in the new format guy, the new uh, program Brand manager. Regional program or uh, brand manager, Larry Morgan, a few months ago. You know, what are you going to do, Larry? I'm going to change it to greatest hits because that's what we're doing with all our oldie stations at Odyssey is we're now going greatest hits. 
I guess there's a difference. We'll see. They've taken this legendary heritage radio station and rebranding it. Good luck with that. What was really also interesting about it, and which led to one of our listeners tipping me off to this story, is that they also announced a new lineup on formerly cool oldies, now the new big 94.5, is Lara Scott. And Lara Scott, I love Lara. She was the midday host on Star 98.7 when I was a sales manager there in the early 2000s, 2004, 5, and 6. Lara is just a sweetheart. She went over to Salem for a while. Uh, then Odyssey picked her up to come back to K-Earth in L.A. So uh, Lara does, uh, is going to be doing the 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift on the new big 94.5. And good for Lara, okay? She's got a job, and, and she's a, a lovely person. But guess what? She's also doing, this is where we're getting the Odyssey way, she's also doing the 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift on Sunny in San Diego, another Odyssey station that's overseen by, guess who? Larry Morgan. Larry Morgan. Yeah. She also does 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at K-Earth 101 here in Los Angeles. So she's got three on-air shifts all at the same time now. Um, again, another example of the Odyssey way, doing three shifts, one person. Oh, oh by the way, Larry, you know, you know, Larry Morgan, not only does he oversee Cool and Sonny in San Diego, he's also the assistant brand manager at K-Earth 101. So clearly he likes Lara a lot, and I'm glad for that. But oh, but it, it gets even better. Larry is, has three management gigs as a regional brand manager, and he also does nights on K-Earth. He's on from 7 to midnight, Monday through Friday. Uh, I think he goes to 2 a.m. on Friday. So he's got a, three management gigs and a five nights a week air shift. I mean, if that isn't the Odyssey way where you've got to, if you want a job at Odyssey, you've got to have you know, two or three air shifts and a couple of three or four stations you're running. It's amazing how anybody can get that kind of job done and do it well with so many plates spinning in your world. Um, so what you you're know, saying, so we'll, Keith, is there's the right way, there's the wrong way, and there's the Odyssey way. Odyssey is that way. right? Yeah. You know, and that's beyond the wrong way. But hey, that's okay. You know. Hey, th these jocks are just sitting around half the day anyway. Why not have them, uh, you know, voice track another shift for another station? You know, and they're also doing it in Detroit. They also announced last week this uh, Alt 98.7 in Detroit, not to be confused with iHeart's Alt 98.7 here in L.A. They just launched a new morning show. And, and again, our uh, fearless uh, listener pointed this out, that the morning show is called The Julia Show, and it stars Julia Lapidi. Okay, well, Julia also does uh, Afternoon Drive on Odyssey's station B96 in Chicago. And now she's doing the morning show in Detroit. But a little research shows that she's got this morning show syndicated by Odyssey into 15 different markets. So she's got 15 markets in a morning show. She's got an Afternoon Drive show in Chicago. It's just another example of, of how Odyssey works their talent in so many different places and just, you know, what's the exhaustion. By the way, one final personal note on this, because uh, not many people know this, but the market manager for the new big 94.5 in Phoenix, who also oversees all the other Odyssey stations in Phoenix, is a guy by the name of, um, Dave, of Pugh. Dave Pugh. Yeah, Dave Pugh. And Dave Pugh has a brother that you might have heard of, Dan Patrick. Mm. 
So Dan Patrick from ESPN now his own sports show, the Dan, you know, the Danettes, and you know he's on uh, he's on television and radio with the show and everything else. Well, Dan Patrick, that Patrick is Dan's middle name. His last name is Pew. So if you run into Dan Patrick and the Danettes, go, hey, Dan Patrick Pew, and yeah, yeah, that's me. So uh, anyway, Dave Pew is a good guy. He's his brother. But, you know, Dave's just doing what he's been told on the, uh, on the programming side. And it's uh, it go as low cost as you can. And we're, we're bringing in voice track talent from out of market. Well, as we said, it's the Odyssey way. Odyssey and we way. talk about that quite often here on Media Insultant. All right, uh, moving on to Netflix. Uh, they've been having a real problem with subscriber erosion, as you and I have discussed. And so what they think the solution is, is to do an ad-supported Netflix. And, well, let's put it this way. They're about to launch it, and nobody's very happy with it. Keith, what's wrong with this ad-supported platform that Netflix is is about to launch? Well, I, you know, it's it's just weird how they're so anxious to start an ad-supported network. But I think what they want to do is, number one, they're losing subscribers who are fed up with the rate increases. So they think they can save those subscribers. Hey, if you didn't want to pay 15 bucks a month for it, we get it. But you can get it for free if you just subscribe and, and, and suffer through a bunch of ads in the program. So all the stuff you used to pay for and not have any ads and binge watch, all that stuff, now you can watch it, but we're going to jam ads in there. So it's going to be a great viewing experience. Not. So, um, you know, they're thinking about launching it where they're trying to launch it November 1st. So that's the rumor. So within a couple of weeks, we're, we might have, you know, Netflix uh, ad-supported network uh, tier uh, or service available. They're projecting two media buyers, because they're trying to sell ads, to have 1.1 million subscribers in the U.S. by the end of the year. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. Right. So I guess everybody's just going to default, and I'm so unhappy. Okay, I'll take the ads. No problem. And they're also going to launch in 12 other markets or, uh, internationally. So, you know, it's an international effort that they're trying to do here. But some ad buyers, it was quoted, are unhappy with a couple of items. And this is where local sellers can really drive it home to what? How much are you putting on a Netflix? There's no there there. But by the way, they will not. They, they say they quote in the article limited ability to choose where their ads will run. So normally when you buy television, you get to pick where your where your spots are going to run, right? What shows or what day parts or prime time or on weekends or rotators or news or whatever. They're not going to have any control over where the ads are going to go, okay? So limited ability to me means they'll have no ability to put to to decide where their ads are going to go. They're just going to go on anything Netflix wants to put you in. And then secondly is that Netflix has no plans to have an independent firm provide membership or provide measurement of audience verification. So TV buyers are used to Nielsen ratings. And if you're not going to get Nielsen ratings, you're going to get Netflix ratings. And they've come up with a new metric for viewership called projected unique viewers. What the fuck is that? Pardon my French. It's whatever they want it to be, okay? Projected unique viewers? No, what was my rating? What was my, you know, what was my, how many thousands did I have? So I can calculate a cost of a thousand. I think, uh, I, they, I think, they I think a it's a long learn, shot. Dude. I think it's a long shot. They think they're the smartest people in the room. 
because they, you know, and, and a lot, there's a lot of smart people at Netflix, but you know, this whole ad sales thing is as, as, as the prime people, the prime people knew how to sell ads and they still have problems selling ads. You know, Netflix has never sold ads. They don't have people there that know how to sell ads. They're going to ha- sell it through Microsoft. They're going to be the rep firm for it. So Microsoft is going to be out pitching this bullshit. I think it's going to be a colossal flop. Well, but, you know, to to their credit, Keith, they got to start somewhere. So, you know, you're right. 1.1 million is, is de minimis, as they say. And so there's no question about that. But at the same time, they got to start somewhere. So they start there. They're going to have a long learning curve. You're absolutely right. <laughs> they're... Uh, they're the limitations they're putting on the media buyers is is pretty specific, and I think you know the money will just dribble over there for a long time till they solve some of that. And speaking of ratings on on stream, uh, how about yeah, Thursday yeah. night uh, football? We could kind of keep an eye on that because Thursday night football now is on Prime and is right. just streamed. We're not broadcasting; it's not carried anywhere else. Well, except the video is not carried anywhere else except Prime Video. So we've watched the last couple of weeks. How did last week do, Keith? Well, you, you can. It's on Amazon Prime. Prime Video has got at Thursday Night Football. But your if your team is playing in the game, there is a local feed. There's you, you right. get the Amazon, you get the Prime feed that's carried by a local station. So if, if you're in a city whose team is playing on Thursday night, you get the game uh, over the air. It's kind of an insurance policy. But not even the NFL Network has it. So, but so they're 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 releasing the ratings audience figures for prime prime's coverage of nfl thursday night football about a week late so i don't have this week's number i don't have last night's number but i have last week's number which was brown's win over the steelers okay so it's cleveland browns pittsburgh steelers legendary rivalry of of what turns out to be this year's shitty teams and and not surprising that the viewership just came in at 13.6 million viewers according to amazon prime's numbers which was down from the 15.4 million from the week one that they had. So they're down a couple of million viewers. Not good news. Nielsen's number was even lower at 11 million. And I think they had it at about 13 million. So both are down at about 2 million uh, from the debut game. So um, we're going to watch this trend over the season. Um, they continued after week two to get crushed in the sports media press because the quality of the video was horrible. Last week, though, was better, better. So, um, you know, it's uh, uh, I, I could actually watch it. So that, that's good. <laughs> They've got the hamsters running on those servers. But remember, they promised 12.5 million viewers. So when they came out with their number of 13.6, they don't have to do any make goods. The Nielsen number is lower than what they guaranteed. So, you know, we'll see if the uh, advertisers are going to get some make goods uh, on, uh, on Thursday night football. So let me ask you this, because we're talking about NFL. You and I have talked about some of the confusion around NFL audio streaming of the of the games, whether it's Thursday night or any game, you know, to speak of. And TuneIn has been offering a full season in each market free, which, as near as I can tell, is just picked up from the local stations in those markets. But it's gotten real confusing. Uh, you know, in my experience, they just route you to the nearest affiliate. Okay, so if I'm in Cleveland, I go to WJR or whatever the station affiliation is in Cleveland and listen there. But out beyond 100 miles, you can't get a connection. So I can't listen to, you know, to a New York game here in Seattle because it's obviously substantially more than 100 miles. So I'm just confused. How how is this (laughs) supposed to work? 
and you're the sports guy on this team. And so t- tell me your perception of what's going on with NFL coverage. Uh, it's, it's, it's really confusing and it's really frustrating. The, the listener experience on TuneIn for NFL football, I think, is horrible. You, get, you, you, you go to the app, you open it up, and you click Pro Football. They do, do, they, have, they do not have the rights to use the NFL logo on their app. It just says Pro Football over a football. So all of a sudden you're realizing, well, this is different. Okay, so you click on the foot, you tap the football on your phone. Tap it, tap it, okay? Tap it on your phone. And then you have two gateway ads that run. Okay, so these are gateway ads. You want to listen to the, you want to get to the game, but I got to sit through two thirties. It sounds like you know five minutes of spots, but it's two thirties, and then, and then it opens up the menu to choose. Okay, so now I go, okay, what game do I want to look at? What game is it I want to I want to listen to? And you find that game, okay, and you tap on it, and then it says what stations are carrying that game that you can listen to on their stream. And it's the it's the flagship for each team, okay? The home team and the and the, the visiting team. So you tap on, oh, you tap on one. Oh, but sorry, um, you know it's only local regions only for that one. And I'm in L.A. and I want to listen to the the Steelers Bills game. I can't, okay? Right. So I can't listen. Right. Or or the Seahawks game. As a Seahawks fan from L.A., I cannot listen on TuneIn. To a Seahawks game, unless it's a national game. And what are the national games? The national games are Sunday night football, Monday night football, and Thursday night football. Okay, so I tap on my TuneIn app, and I go. I see the the home the home stations for each team that's playing tonight's game. Okay, which is the Rams happen to be playing tonight, so I, I could get my local station and I could listen, but you can't. All right. You go there. So you go, well, I can only I guess I have to get the national feed. So there's a national North America only choice. And you tap that. okay? and that's your job tonight is to tap that because I did it a couple of weeks ago to hear the national play by play. And that's the that's the coverage that's that's brought to you by uh, Westwood One. okay? so I go to the Westwood One feed. I tap I tap on the national feed and it leads me to. KTZN in Anchorage. So I'm listening to the National Football League's game on Westwood One through an Anchorage station. It makes no sense. I did it for another national game, and that time I went to a Northwestern uh, Arkansas radio station. Now, it's always fun to listen to these out-of-town stations and their out-of-town spots and, you know, what local uh, brewery or local uh, you know, sports bar is advertising. But they couldn't find a station within a thousand miles of me to, to that's carrying the game on Westwood One. Apparently not. So I went to my terrestrial radio. I went in my car and turned on my radio to try to see if anybody was carrying these games on Westwood One in Southern California, from San Diego to Santa Barbara. Zero stations carrying it. So you know, so it's it, it's it's really crazy and confusing. And and I think I think my takeaway on this is. This is a short-term fix for the NFL, but now that they have NFL Plus, where you can stream every game if you pay, this this tune-in arrangement is going to go away, and it's going to be all NFL Plus next year. I don't see how this I don't see how this goes any further. It depends on the contract they've got with TuneIn, but my hunch is it's at, at best year to year. Oh my God, it's it's insanity. It's crazy making. And by the way, once you do get to a stream that you can listen to, 
you get the you know the the golden voice of Kevin Harlan saying this stream is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. I'm going off. Oh, so I've already gone through gateway ads, and I have to go through the stream gateway with Kevin Harlan telling me who's sponsoring the stream. It's just Jesus. It's just brutal. Well, it's going to be. It's going to really cut out local radio in a lot of cases. I mean, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to fold up, but the the interesting thing is somehow local radio, if they want to stay in this play by play arena, are going to have to come up and add substantial value that the NFL teams can't get anywhere else. And I don't know that I know what those are. I mean, you know, just tie in with local events or sponsorships. Uh, uh, you know, maybe bringing in peripheral fans from their music formats. I mean, I, I don't know. But I think radio is about to be bounced out of this. And NFL Plus is going to be the only place you can listen to radio. Now, maybe they will exempt the anchor stations. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but, you know, the NFL doesn't cover every game on radio, okay? There's only, you know, there's a, a couple of networks that are out there, Sports USA and Westwood One, that carry some radio games uh, on the, from the NFL. But not all of them. So they have to rely on the local flagship. Right. And, the, you know, the, the leagues, both rate, both baseball and television, are struggling with what do we do with audio stream? How do we handle that and let it go out nationally? They have not a- allowed it. They don't want it. But they've got to figure out how to deliver it because the tune-in version of it doesn't make any sense. But, well, hey, the tune-in has a subscription service where you can listen to your out-of-town college games. They can do it with college. For eight bucks a month, I can listen to I can listen to SC games wherever I am in the world on TuneIn if I pay the subscription. So, but isn't that what NFL Plus is doing? Yeah, and, and you know, that's, TuneIn, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, and TuneIn doesn't do any freaking a play by play. They're just carrying they're just they're just carrying the stream of radio station clients. So you know they're they're not out. They don't have any production costs. Well, they don't, but but they do. They're, and the reason TuneIn's even in the ball game is because they have pre roll inventory. And exactly. so you know, that's they, it. That's the only reason they're they're in it right now. Well, enough for this show. Uh, we just one final reminder. We really appreciate any support. Uh, if you want to just click on the QR code, it'll take you directly to Venmo to the Venmo account for Media Insultant. If you're listening to the podcast, you can find the same Venmo account by looking up in town media on Venmo. And we appreciate any support you give us as we uh, soldier on with this in the hopes of benefiting everybody in the radio and TV business. Media Insultant is uh, coming to come back on Tuesday. And Tuesday, we're going to talk about the fact that digital was originally, Keith, supposed to keep newspapers alive, but that may be more fantasy than anything else. And we'll talk about that on Tuesday. Media Insultant puts a new show together each Tuesday and Friday, if you call this being put together. (laughs) I guess it does. (laughs) We're available on all the podcasting platforms and at the Media Insultant Showcase on Vimeo. We're a production of InTown Media, an interim broadcast management company. And, of course, we appreciate your comments either on LinkedIn or directly at jackson at intownmedia.com. So until Tuesday... I will see you then, Keith. Have a good weekend, buddy. Yeah, have a great weekend. And uh, I got to beat the Cougs this weekend. Go Trojans. <laughs> <laughs>